0: They were plump stupid, because Trey remembered enough, too much. There ain't no one in this world about to feel sorry for you, Trey Trey, least of all me. He must have been crying. He couldn't remember the tears, but he remembered the wetness on his face. And then she was gone, and his father was gone, and the next thing he knew, Sam Stafford strode into that police station. Larger than life, Sam had scooped up Trey and taken him home. And so it began. And here's where it might end. Trey donating part of his liver to keep Sam Stafford alive. A good Christian man would go forward boldly, embracing the opportunity. Trey marked that up as another out-and-out failure. Because he was Christian to a fault, on most things, but not this. His internal guilt spiked like an overwound E-string. But Trey spent so much of his life feeling guilty, that today shouldn't be any different. But this change, this summer, would be life and death. And that, right there, made a difference. He exited the highway and took the right-hand turn, leading up the hill, away from Gray's Glen, the town he grew up in. Broad fields stretched along either side, filled with lush grass and gray-green sagebrush. The sagebrush grew thicker as the meadows climbed. Dark red cattle dotted the upper pastures, like a generous sprinkling of cayenne pepper on steamed broccoli. He was hungry, tired. Nervous? Yes. The Ellensburg DJ segued into Trey's newest single in a way that made him cringe. You wanna talk a Cinderella cowboy story? We've got it right here, as Central Washington's own Trey Walker tugs the heartstrings while he rockets up the charts again with You Only Live Once. Trey shut the radio off. He had no desire to hear himself croon, sage words of advice to trusting fans. They thought he understood their plight. He didn't. They sensed he had a heart of gold. Wrong again. They believed in him, in his music, his calling, his faith. How he wished he could believe in himself. He, the aged dark blue van, came out of nowhere, Trey hit the brakes too late. The van shot into the intersection. Trey cut the wheel and prayed. The SUV squealed in protest. The van turned too, away from him in a desperate move to avoid the crash. The maneuver worked, but then the van raced up the embankment and tipped up and over before landing on its side in the small creek running into the glen. Trey shoved the SUV into park and jumped out. He raced across the two-lane country road, jumped onto the hill, and hit 911 on his phone at the same time. He shouted quick facts to the dispatcher as he scaled the small but steep incline. We've got a van overturned into Chudney's Creek, north of the I-90 turnoff on Buell Road, just past the intersection of East Chelan. He didn't wait for a response as he crested the creek bank. He leaped into the water, and yanked himself up onto the side front of the tipped van. Wet fingers made the grip difficult. But once he gained a leg up, he was able to pull himself the rest of the way. He reached down to jerk open the van door. It wouldn't budge. The driver, a woman, was facing away from him. She didn't move, didn't wiggle, didn't. His heart stopped. He pounded on the door, not knowing what else to do, then realized he might be able to get in through the back hatch. He jumped down and rushed through the knee-deep water, then bent and grabbed the latch on the back hatch. It opened. He breathed out, glad to have access to the van and the driver. His relief was short-lived. The entire back of the van was filled with floral debris, upended plants, baskets, planters, and trays of seedlings blocked his way. Utter destruction filled the banged-up van from top to bottom. No. The single drawn-out word came from the front of the van, which meant the driver